Dons podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Andy Donnelly. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Sarah Merritt. Sarah, Hello. Sarah. There you go. Uh, Hello, Sarah. And this, yeah. Uh, and this week, we've got um, a returning guest who's been on before, uh, McLaren Collector, Scott Houghton. How are you doing, Scott? All right, guys. How are you? Brilliant, brilliant. I think we're all... Good, sir. Good to have you back, Scotty Too Hotty. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. I, I can't have been that bad last time then. No, no. We, we definitely, uh, you know, looked at the, looked at the options and uh, you were at the bottom of the barrel, mate, yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> Bottom's better than under it. Yeah. It was a papaya no. barrel, though, I hasten yeah. to add. Yeah. Good, yeah. good. Um, yeah, so... Let's uh, let's get on to matters at hand. We've got quite a lot to talk about tonight and some uh, sort of exciting news and a bit of a giveaway near the end of the podcast. Um, but let's get talking about uh, testing. Now, um, let me just throw a few sort of stats at you guys and then we can kind of discuss them and go into a bit more detail. Um, our fastest lap... 130144 on the C4 tyre done by Danny Rick. Uh, and that was on the Sunday session. Only Red Bull and Ferrari went faster on the same tyre. Now that to me is a very good sign. I, I'm, I'm not getting excited. My feet are still on the ground. But from where we have been in the past, I'm looking at that and thinking that's good. That is good. However, we all know Mercedes have got about 20 sandbags in their car. And when they turn up into Bahrain in two weeks... I'm not so sure. I'm well, not so sure. I think when you when you watch interviews with someone like Toto and he doesn't look happy, you know, he's just not got that good look on his face. So I, I'm, I'm firmly convinced they'll get back up there as quick as that. Um, but maybe, maybe, I don't know, first race, I don't know. But you're right, say, that's I... a really... Sorry, go on. I was going to say, it wouldn't surprise me if it took them a couple of races to get going, seeing as we've only had three days of testing, they might need like the yeah. first couple of races just to iron out any problems that they've got. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I, I suppose, Andy, the, the question is, are we sandbagging? Because I saw Lando doing some very quick lap times or, sorry, sector one, sector two, and then going straight back in the pits. And if he'd yeah. have carried on doing those laps, they'd have been fastest of all. So there's part of me that thinks we're concealing our speed as well. I think so. I think you, you, you just, you know, we know you don't play your hand here in testing. Um, the, the the thing to to look at is reliability issues yep. and everything else, which, which brings me on to my second stat, which is a little bit more controversial than the first one. So everybody was, oh, my God, Aston Martin haven't really done much. They've had loads of problems. They haven't done many laps. Um, so, when you look at the lap stats, Merck did 304, they had issues. Aston Martin did 314, and they had issues. We did 327. We were the third lowest. But we had no issues. That's the thing. So, did we disguise some issues? Did we cope with them well? I'm hoping that we did, you know. I'm sure that from looking at all of this, the talk and everything that came out, it seems like we got through all of our sort of uh, program and everything else like that. Certainly, 
for us to be kind of, you know, we're in the last sort of stint of Sunday, we were on the hard tyre because I think that's probably all we had left because <laughs> we probably used all of the tyres and gone through what we needed. So uh, while, while everybody might look at it and think, oh, it's not a great amount of laps, I think there was, you know, some other team in the 400s. Um, it's still more the consistency and how we looked over the weekend that has pleased me a lot. I think you've yeah, answered you... your own question, Andy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, we're always going to talk about like a few years ago when it comes to testing, like where we were, where we are now compared to where we were a few years ago. You've got to be more optimistic. Like that's a great amount of laps considering we've got a new engine. Yep. And is it is it like a compromise? Well, it is a compromise to get it into the chassis to have no real issues throughout the three days? I think is looking good. Yep, it's 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 thinking back to those Honda years, as we call them, the Honda years, where we were, you know, not even coming out of the garage, yet alone breaking down by the side of the track. Um, and here we are, looking consistent. The team are all announcing that we've ticked off all of the tests that they had done maybe we were just more realistic in the tests that we we you know listed out for our team um knowing it was a new engine maybe they expected it to be more problematic i think when you look at the faces and you read the interviews of uh someone like james key or andreas uh i i believe that positivity i don't i don't feel that it's just been you know dressed up nicely i really do feel that we had a good test I think they'd definitely you, say if we weren't looking yeah. good. Like Let they, they don't normally hide it. From Andreas. So we were pleased with the amount of work we've been able to complete. I think that says everything, doesn't it? That says we've done what we needed to do. So yep. um yeah, and, and even even from Dan, no real issues or concerns. It's been a really smooth three days. Now we all know that Carlos was the original smooth operator, so I don't know where Dan is doing, pinching that from him. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I think you can sometimes tell, like you say, from the, the body language and the sort of, maybe not so much some of the interviews, but certainly from some of the reaction to some of the things that have been happening. Um, but also when you watch some of the TV coverage and the pundits and everything else like that, they were all saying, oh, McLaren have been impressive. McLaren have impressed me. And normally, you know, they're in the paddock. They're talking to people behind the scenes, not on camera all the time. And they're, if they're coming out saying that, then I think we've done well. Yeah, I think we can really believe the hype. Yeah, agree. Excellent, excellent. So um, let's let's just talk about another sort of thing that came up with the weekend, the diffuser. So um, what are we calling this one? It's, it's not, obviously not a double diffuser, but um, I think it's a very ingenious idea. Um, it seems from what, what you can see, it's legal. And yeah, it, it just looks like we've kind of jumped the gun on things on, on the other teams, doesn't it? Yeah, I've, I've been... Uh reading up on it a bit Andy and I've certainly been watching videos that Sam Collins has been putting out on YouTube for Tech Talk uh, I'll, I'll tweet one later that I'd recommend everyone has a look at 
But he uh, he talks about the fact that the increased size of the end fences on the gearbox casing look to be legal. Um, and interestingly, comments that we were hearing already from people about, oh, that'll be it. The other teams will be copying that the moment they know it's legal. There's such a long lead time on that. Um, you know, the time to copy something like that involves going through CFD, going through the wind tunnel. We could be, if this is working and this gives us an advantage, we could be a long way ahead of anyone that chooses to copy us for this. Yeah, see, I was reading the same, like, because it's the gearbox casing, it's not yeah. a simple, it's not a simple copy. And will anybody actually bother trying to copy it? Is it going to be too much work considering, you know, next year they want to concentrate on, I mean, fingers crossed they won't copy it if it works well. Let's hope not. A bit of originality doesn't go uh, doesn't go astray, does it? Yeah. But it doesn't actually seem as though there's been any challenges so far. I think maybe they've been to the FIA for clarification. Other teams have, but there's no, not been any challenge to take it off, which is good news. Most definitely. Maybe they just couldn't find a way. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure some of them are trying their utmost to uh, find a reason. I think, that, I think that the time there, there might be a challenge is if we go out and we absolutely storm the first race. <laughs> then oh, there might be I mean, the challenge just then. Yeah, yeah, we can hope. Let, let, let's hope yeah. anyway. <laughs> but, you know, let's not get carried away. But, um, yeah, hats off to the uh, aero department on that one, I think. Yes. Yep. Yes. Definitely. Exactly. Well done, yeah. aero department. Yeah. Round of applause for them. Um. Okay, so yeah, I mean that's that's good. It's good that we got through that. Um, we talked about gearboxes. We can talk about the engine, and it was good to see that we didn't have any problems with the integration of the the Merc engine. Very different to the days of the Honda engines, and actually some of the first few days of the Renault engine as well. We had issues around that, um, but fitting it into a car that isn't built for it must have been quite a challenge. And it looks like we've done really, really well on that side. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's looking like a good car. It doesn't look like there's been any sort of compromise. So maybe yeah. it was made to be, a la Braun yeah. 2009. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fingers crossed, fingers crossed. I mean, we all remember Jensen's comments in his book and stuff like that about them going oh we better not go so fast in testing because uh, <laughs> give the game away um yeah so let's just kind of you know we it was great to see that you could we could watch testing over three days live on sky um or whatever sort of broadcast it was on i think it was on the f1 channel as well um but it was great to watch that and yeah i know some people might say well it's not a race and stuff like that but it's the insight that you get and the sort of, you know, you could see the cars going around. There's quite, you know, quite a few incidents. Um, not many breakdowns this time. I think there was only one red flag. That was for the Ferrari. Well, actually, no, was there a red flag for Perez's engine cover flying off? There was a red flag for Lewis spinning when they had to recover him from the gravel, wasn't there? Right. Yeah. Yeah, so there was a couple, but... Really, for the only actual breakdown was that Ferrari, wasn't it? Mm. In the first yeah. day, so it goes to show that the cars are obviously quite reliable from from last year. But 
one thing that I really enjoyed was uh, sort of the TV coverage. I know that you mentioned this to me the other day, Sarah, about it, and you were going to have a sort of a uh, some notes on it. So, yeah, what did you think? Yeah, of it? yeah. I thought the TV coverage was good. Something that, that that I found of great interest was that they mixed up who was in the commentary, um, probably for their own purposes, because too long sat in a box talking was a would probably be a bit much but also it gave us a chance to hear people that we don't normally hear on sky or on the coverage um i thought will buxton um sam collins and alex jakes made a great team together um just hearing them chat and obviously all of their star wars analogies which i personally liked was was very good um it was great to see martin out on track walking around the corners and i think karoon did a bit of that as well uh, and they were luckily in place, I think, I believe, when uh, Sonoda span, they were actually on that corner on the coverage when that happened. Um, so that was that was quite good. Um, and then obviously we had the roundups in the evening where Ted gave us his notebook moments. I, I think the uh, the word of the testing coverage will be cheese for all of us, won't it? Yeah, to- total accidental partridge there. That was my immediate thought when I saw that. <laughs> Want some cheese? Yeah, 007, <laughs> license to thrill. Yeah, just yeah. love that. Love Ted. It, 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 honestly, it was a, it was a, a hilarious moment. If you've not tracked that down, go and have a look at when uh, Ted Kravitz gets a block of cheese out and tries to explain to Sebastian Vettel how you've lost downforce in the cars this year using a piece of cheese. Um, <laughs> and then Seb yeah. tries to get him to eat it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I think the coverage has been really good. Now, I don't know how much you've been able to watch. Scott, have you been working? I was working on the first day of testing, so I missed most of it, despite sort of trying to have it on. But, yeah, didn't really catch much of it. Um, Day two and three, caught a little bit, but, again, not a great deal, unfortunately. You know, try to catch up as much as you can in the evening, but, you know, the attention span's kind of a bit tired at the minute. (laughs) As as uh, as people who normally go to testing, Andy and I are quite used to the idea that there's not full on action every minute, and it's a bit slower paced than when we're watching the normal coverage. So uh, I just kept it on in the background whilst I was working. I had yeah. it on the TV in the background, and uh, yeah, it was quite it was quite nice to have a bit of coverage back. And uh, like I say, listen to the commentary. It's like you say, um, all the different yeah. people you can listen to. Like it's great having yeah. different insights. So, but yeah, definitely really feels like we're getting that kind of behind the scenes it's like they've invited us into the paddock and they've just had a chat with someone and they're telling us all their secrets you know that's that's the way it feels because it feels like we're having this little secret chat uh so yeah no really really enjoyed it what do we think about Bahrain as a testing surrogate uh you know I think you know, it could have its positives. I think day one, they were very, um, well, I say unlucky. Are you unlucky to get a sandstorm? I don't know. But, um, you know, <laughs> unlucky you get to get a right... snowstorm in Barcelona <laughs> as well. So, yeah, very true. Yeah. But I think, you know, if the conditions are right, then it, it can be perfect. But, you know, wherever you go, you are, you could either have rain, you could have snow, sands, you know, it's just a different weather, you know, differential. So you're probably never going to have a problem a weather problem free weekend i know they used to say that whatever happened in barcelona if the car was good in barcelona they knew it was going to be good for the season 
Um, what I haven't heard anyone say is how accurate Bahrain is as a representation of that kind of thing. Um, and I suppose there could be this downside to the teams that they can't be flying parts out every five minutes or, you know, even driving parts out there like they could do with Barcelona. Um, but with the test being shorter, I don't know that that's an issue. And then the Grand Prix being so close to the actual test rather than yes. Barcelona, it's like a few months apart. You've literally yeah. got a couple of weeks between the testing at the track and the race at the track. I mean, what if they split it in the next few years? So they did, say, three days in Barcelona and then three days in Bahrain. I mean, I think that would think be that quite a good be, compromise. Uh, I think I'd like to go to both of them if that's the case, Andy. I think we could do a I, little, I'm not little road trip to Barcelona. <laughs> We could uh, we could fly to Bahrain and uh, and do the two Bs. So uh, you know, I'll, I'll yeah. tag along if I'm allowed. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, Scott. It, I don't know if you've ever been to testing, but it's it's one of the greatest things we've ever done for, for all no, of us I, as fans. Is it's to something I definitely do want to do. Just you know, because you do get plenty of track action throughout the day. I think so, and I'd be there with my camera, and as long as you're there with some yeah. mates, you know, it'd be great. It's really good access and a lot cheaper for some people. It, it might be the difference between they can't afford to go to a Grand Prix, but they can do testing. So uh, highly recommend it. Whatever comes, I, you know, next year, uh, highly recommend it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I mean, I've done a few testing things as well. One of the things is, I think in Barcelona, last time I went, it was 24 euros to get in for the day, which isn't really a lot. And, you know, you get to see the cars on track from, was it eight in the morning until six at night at Barcelona? So, mm. um, yeah, so yeah, definitely. If they go back to Barcelona, I'll probably go there again. I've never thought about going to Bahrain, to be honest, but mm, who knows? Let's see what happens in the future. So, well, let's just get because we're coming into two weeks before the next race. What are your thoughts on how we're going to do in that first race? I think, you know, I think we could stand a chance of a podium. You know, if Merck have got problems carrying over from this test, I think we could stand a chance of repeating last season and getting an early podium or two, you know, because our performance certainly does look good. But Red Bull seem to have stepped up, so. Yeah. I, you I never think know what's going to happen. Yeah, I think Red Bulls have definitely made uh, a big step forward. They looked solid, didn't they? Every run looked solid. Um, Unfortunately, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what about, um, obviously, Sonoda putting some, let's just call them glory laps, on uh, <laughs> the Sunday afternoon, because they were on the fastest tyre, which was the C5. I think, is that the equivalent of what the Ultra Soft was? Um, uh, it's, it's the softest, but I don't think it's the equivalent, but it's certainly right. the softest. Yeah. Were um, they glory laps, though, Andy? That's the question. Were they well, glory laps? I we, thought he looked like he could be the real deal. He, he did look He looked good. fast. He looked fast. Um, but, yeah, you know, that, look, that seems to me to suggest that the Honda power unit's taking a big, a big jump forward, um, which, you know... It's always what we don't want to do is go into the whole season and just see Mercedes run away off in the sunset with everything. I'd love to see yep. how we had a few years ago where I think it was a I can't remember what season it was, it could have been 2014, where the first seven races were run won by seven different teams and seven different drivers. 
Um, I think it was 2012, wasn't it? I think. Was it? I was going to say that. Yeah, I think. I think. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean that's amazing. Seven different drivers winning the first race. Oh, it's yeah. like we could only dream of something like that now. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's what we want to see, isn't it? A bit of competition. And even when we I had think so. sort of Lewis, Mercedes versus Seb in the Ferrari and stuff. What we really wanted in there as well was, you know, a bit more of maybe Danny Rick and um, Max Verstappen winning a few more races as well. Just to kind of, you know, I want to I want to sit down and watch a race weekend and think, I'm, I'm not sure who's going to win this. Whereas yeah. yep. I've been sitting down watching a race weekend thinking, I'm not sure which Mercedes driver is going to win this. Or, or how much by. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or, yeah. And then, yeah. Or, Poor boss and, and is not having his best weekend, and it's like, oh, well, it's done, isn't it? But we're saying this as McLaren fans, aren't we, Andy? We're saying we'd yeah. like it to be mixed up. Obviously, we want our team to do well and we want to see more progress, but yeah. we don't want this just boring, yeah, it's going to be. I mean, you know, I don't know what that feels like to support a team that wins every week. You know, we'll probably get a barrage of Merck fans telling us that. Um, yeah, I. It, just having it mixed up and seeing, like last year, you know, we had a few people on the podium that were not expected. Gasly, Stroll, people like that, you know, it mixed it up. It gave us opportunities as well, but it took away the, I don't know, the assumed it's going to be Mercedes too on yeah. the podium, you know. Some of the more exciting races last year were when Perez won and when Gasly won. Mm. Mm because it was just there was so much jeopardy in that race and that's what we want isn't it? we want a bit of jeopardy we want a bit of excitement the, the, the things turned on its head a little bit um yeah definitely we might see that so where, where do you think we are Andy let's ask that question right I'm gonna and I'm gonna ask that back to you guys <laughs> straight away after that so I think <laughs> if I'm gonna go for the uh for the pecking order um is that as the season pans out, I think we're looking at Mercedes, Red Bull, us, and then I think we're probably looking at. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Alpha Tauri and Aston Martin around that next point. I think yep. Alpine, or Alpine, or Alpine. Ali Pinney, or whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> Uh, a flattering to deceive a little bit. Oh, I see, I had like Al- Alpine as sort of below us, maybe. Oh, yeah. sure. oh, I think I they're, they're, I think they're just, below li- us, li- but I think they're just, not just, as strong as what just they are. below us. Right. And I, I think there may be Alpha Tauri underneath Alpine mm. and then Alpha Ferrari, you know, uh, hopefully Ferrari down there. You know, they say that putting Alonso in a car can just uh, take off half a second a lap. So, I don't know whether we're we're seeing better times because of the Alonso effect, or uh, or whether they really are there. I had Red Bull as as top at the moment, and I think Mercedes will catch them, but not for a little while. Uh, I, mean, I don't yeah. know if that's controversial. Probably can't, but I've got Red Bull sort of. I've written like for the first race, I think they'll probably be with no issues. They seem to be like the, the first race; they're going to be there, and Mercedes yep. maybe you know, just above us for the second race if they don't have any yeah. issues. And then I think below us, because I've got us in third, I'm going to, I've got all the A's. The Aston Martin, Alpine, Alfa Tori, Alfa Romeo little bunch. I'm not sure exactly where they sit. 
Alfa Romeo, although their times didn't look very good this week, they did an incredible amount of laps. So I think they're hiding something. There was so one point. A's. Yep, go on. Uh, just saying, at one point, Alfa uh, Romeo looked to be on a par with Ferrari, didn't they? Yeah. I can't remember what day that was, but yeah, they seem to be very close. So I've, I've kind of paired I've them Ferrari together. After them. Yeah, no, I think I think you're right. I've got Ferrari after them. So I think Aston Martin might be top of the pile, then Alfa Tori, then Alpine, then Alfa Romeo. And then at the bottom, I guess we're both, we're all agreeing, aren't we? Haas and Williams somewhere down the bottom together. Yeah, I, yeah think, I think Williams will have had a jump on Haas, to be honest. They look a yeah, little bit yeah. stronger. Yeah, I've got as well, especially in quali. I think yeah. they could really yeah. usurp Haas there. And um, with George Russell, Mr. Saturday. Saturday performances, yeah, I think he could yeah. really do something with this year's Williams if it is true pace they've got. And I think also Haas have already stated that they're not going to do any development on this year's car. So they're, they're already looking to next year's car. So yeah, let's hope they're just going to fall Williams. further back, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Definitely. Well, it sounds like we're pretty much in agreement on our order there then. Yeah, I, I yeah. think it's de- definitely in that middle pack. It's hard to separate, isn't it? I, I think we yeah. wouldn't be surprised to see any of those kind of uh, switching around all season. But I, d- I certainly think that out of the midfield teams, if we are classing it as that still, I think still we're the strongest at this point in time. Let's see how Agreed. things develop. Um, but I'd rather be on the front foot like we are uh, going into the season and let's see uh, kind of what happens from there. So um, thanks for that. Let's just go on to uh, touch on some rather sad news from the weekend, which was... Um, the, the unfortunate death of uh, Murray Walker at 97. I'm sure uh, all of our listeners out there have their own sort of memories of uh, Murray and, and sort of highlights and things like that. Um, and I'm sure a lot of it's been said, but, you know, you guys, what, what are your sort of memories of Murray Walker? Certainly for me, uh, you know, I can remember listening to the Grand Prix show, well, watching it, obviously, um, on the, on a Sunday afternoon and he's doing the commentating and it just made it sound exciting. Uh, I think he could, you know, he's the kind of guy that could have commentated on an ice cream van reversing into a parking space <laughs> and make it sound like the most exciting thing ever. Um, I mean, yeah, he, yeah. Um, there's obviously some clips doing the rounds, isn't there? And there's the one where he's commentating on the Ronnie O'Sullivan missing a pot in snooker and um, he just makes it sound enthralling doesn't it yeah 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 there's certainly not been anyone like him since so uh yeah what are your what are your memories could you remember when you were younger listening to him and things like that you know you always remember his voice but probably one of my best like one of the things i really remember is his pizza hut advert with damon (laughs) with damon which is on youtube yeah Mm. yeah just i can remember watching that on telly and loving it every time it came on just because it was so surreal, really, to have an F1 driver doing a, an advert for pizza or pasta, if you're Murray. Yeah. <laughs> I suppose at the time, none of us realised that his, his full-time job and his background had been in, in PR and that kind of thing. So it probably actually sat quite naturally for Murray to do something like that, given his, his previous career. Um, 
I, I was quite shocked when I read yesterday that Murray had started commentating in 1949. I hadn't realised it was that that far back. Um, That's crazy. Obviously, I wasn't around then. <laughs> oh, oh, you know. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> oh, low, 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 low. Um, I, I know you like that. Battle. But I think my favourite thing to remember Murray for, as well as his passion for the sport, will be the Murrayisms, the things he said. Um, which, when we go to Silverstone and we walk around the shop there, they often have coasters and posters and and different bits of merchandise you can buy that have got his his little sayings on them. So yeah, so I think I think they're going to be the thing that carries on that we all remember. And of course. Sky F1 do show so many archive races now that you you get to see a little bit of Murray uh, whenever they've got one of those on. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you never just there's too many Murrayisms. They're just all great. But I particularly love uh, was it 1987 when Mansell banged his head on the girder yeah. and then he just gives him a little poke. Oh, could you just lift your hat up, please? Just show us. Oh, I'm very sorry. I mean, that's just. <laughs> Absolutely, oh, just makes you laugh every time. Yeah, there was no. there was also one where um, not F one related, but I think it was it was either touring cars or something like that where he commentated on how this guy has brilliant visibility in his driving and everything like that. And immediately as he said that, the guy just crashed straight into a mound of dirt. Yeah, saw that one <laughs> the other day. Like, <laughs> I'm sure they used to show that on like grandstand on a Saturday afternoon all the time. That's just like yeah. a prime example of the commentator's curse, isn't it? It is, absolutely. Yeah, so um, very sad news at the weekend. But yeah, lots of uh, great tributes coming in for, for Murray then. Um, I'm just going to pick up on a few things from Twitter. Um, that before we kind of go into the last bit to sort of wrap up and I was getting some sort of feedback from people out there about what they thought of testing and everything else like that so um, I'm just going to run through these and then we can have a little quick wrap, wrap up about it and see what you think so David Crook said it's the best testing we've had for a while no real issues with reliability hoping this is just the beginning uh Mark Taylor, uh, very encouraging. The most positive we've been able to be in a few years. Owen Davis, the best test we've had in many years. Let's say I'm confident. Smiley, winky face. Uh, Alan Sabatino, it's been solid for the team. Showed good pace and good reliability. Um, the the thing, the reason that I picked all of these out of Twitter is because I've not seen anything negative about our weekend at all. Now, normally you see a few mumblings here and there or, you know, this and that. But it just does feel like um, a lot of the McLaren fans out there are really happy about where we are at the minute and where that testing has put us. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, my personal opinion is that, God, I don't think I've been this excited for a season for a, for a good number of years now. I don't think we're going to win a championship. Let me just put that there. But I do think, you know, I've, I've got that can we sneak a win feeling this year. I was going to say, hopefully we can steal a win. Yeah. Even, even, not even necessarily just steal it, but if we just have, you know, our weekend, like where everything yeah. goes right for us, not relying on, you know, some someone else's bad luck. Just if a certain track suits us, you know, and we, we, just, we can just win it on merit. 
I like that. Winning things on merit is the best way to put it, definitely. Um, yeah. And, and yeah, I agree. I haven't got anything bad to say about it. Um, and isn't that unusual? There's normally something you can you can pick out. So it's good to see this positive feedback. I'm cautiously optimistic and I'm only holding back. Deep down inside, I was watching testing, doing the dance, going, yeah, this is brilliant. And then a little bit of me was like, come on, Sarah, wind it back because you might be disappointed if this doesn't go well. So, uh, and I think that's how we all feel. Just just holding a little bit back because we don't want to get full on excited about it. Yeah, I think cautiously optimistic is the best way to put it. Like, you know, like Andy as well, I'm really excited for this season and we've got high hopes. I've got high hopes. So, but I'm still being cautious about it and not hoping for too much. Yeah, yeah. I, I think until we get to that first race and that qualifying session, you really are still guessing a few sort of things. You can kind of guess it, but you just don't know. And like you see, you know, you've got to have a bit of luck as well. Right. Um, right, we're nearly at the end of the show. A couple of things that um, we need to kind of go through. Now, Sarah, um, I believe we have some uh, McLaren fans podcast merch. Can you tell us a little bit about that quickly? We do indeed. We do indeed. Now, guys, if you're if you're frequent listeners to to the podcast, I'm sure you'd be happy to support us with the running costs of of the software we need. Um, and we don't want to have a podcast full of adverts. We've talked about this. We want it to stay as it is. So, to that end, uh, to help you support us and for you to feel part of the podcast, some some merchandise is available. We'll be tweeting out more information to you. But there's pretty much anything you can think of with the McLaren Fanscast logo on it that you can uh, pick up. Mugs are always my particular favourite. And uh, I've been I've been wielding a mug during this call, which, of course, is its audio. Does you no good. But Andy has taken a picture of it. Uh, T-shirts, bags, posters, all sorts of things. So I'd encourage you to, to take a look when we're tweeting these and have a look and... Uh, yeah, we, we'd like your support and we think you'd like to be part of having our logo on things you own too. I think I'll definitely uh, go for a mug when we're when we're off here because I need to add it to the Sarah Merritt mug collection that I'm <laughs> currently expanding. <laughs> yeah, I am, I am a fan of mugs. There's a very nice two-tone mug on the website, Scott. Have a look at that. That's good. Oh, I will. You've sold me. Right. Um, great stuff. Uh, and as I mentioned at the beginning, we've got a bit of news. So uh, our, fran- our friends at fantasygp.com have given us two pro packages worth $9.99 each to give away to our podcast listeners this week. Um, what is a pro package? Well, it's the ultimate uh, fantasy GP experience. You get an extra $5 million in your budget to spend. You get all the features of the pro plus more free changes and default predictions. But the main thing is you get some live scoring during the race weekend, which makes watching the races even more fun, seeing how you're scoring as the racing unfolds. So what do you need to do to win one of these prizes? Tweet us at McLaren Fancast and tag Fantasy GP and tell us what your team name would be if you won. And we'll pick... <laughs> uh, We'll pick two winners uh, next week. So next Tuesday, the I'm not quite sure what day it is, but next Tuesday, and uh, 
we will get in touch with them then and sort the prizes out. And um, that's all from me. And I'm just going to wrap up now and say thank you very much to Scott for joining us. Thanks again for having me again. No problem. No problem. And once again, thanks, Sarah. And I will obviously speak to you next uh, after the Bahrain race, where we will hopefully, hopefully be celebrating some sort of McLaren success. Let's hope so. Yeah. <laughs> Podium. Right. <laughs> <laughs> win, win. Podium. <laughs> right, guys. So, yeah. Um, let us all know what your predictions are out there for the first race of the season. We'll be putting some more things out on social media, so look out for those about um, how you can enter the competition, where you can buy some of the um, merchandise from, and also uh, a few little sort of talking points that you can get involved with and um, get in touch with us. Uh, that's it for this week, and we will see you again soon. Bye. 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 Bye.